the coronavirus. There's so many different extremes. But let me discuss, in my opinion, on what the posture of the Hebrew community should be. Let's get into it. Shalom, shalom, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast. Again, as always, I thank you for tuning in because you could be doing anything else. I know I say that on every episode, but I really believe that you could probably be doing something else. Uh, But you're sitting here with your boy, Yahoo, listening to the Jacob C. Podcast. Listen, I want to thank everybody out there that's making this podcast a success. Everybody who's listened, everybody who's subscribed. Um, everybody who shared an episode, listen, even everyone who has bought a t-shirt or a hoodie from the website. Um, if you don't know, we do have merchandise now. Um, so if you want to, um, purchase some of that, um, you can go follow us on Instagram at Jacob C 12 or follow me on Instagram at Yahoo 15 press the link in the bio, um, the website will pop up and then you'll see, um, a link to the store. We can get it. If you don't have a social media account, um, I'll put the link to that store um, in the um, podcast description. So let's get right into this, ladies and gentlemen, the coronavirus. All right. Um, I hesitated on whether or not I was even going to do a podcast on this um, because I don't want to make any knee jerk reactions. Right. So when it very first came out, um, obviously, you had a lot of people's opinions on it, uh, what it was, what it wasn't. is this a conspiracy? Is this, is it real? Is it fake? Um, is it a distraction? Because we know that, um, especially our government here in the United States of America uses so many things, um, unfortunately, including the sacrifices of other people's lives as distractions to get things by us um, and past us. And some people, if you not ha- have not heard this podcast before, you would think that is something that's harsh to say, but unfortunately is it's the reality that we live in um so i did not want to initially do a podcast on the coronavirus um because personally i didn't think it was um a big deal um for lack of better words um but as as the months the days the weeks and all those things have gone by um you realize the urgency of it all right you realize the seriousness of it all and i think my job as a podcaster um especially um a podcaster with a niche so i'm talking to a specific people um just as our holy scriptures are written by our ancestors um for the people of that time and for the hebrews of this time um, my podcast is the same Um, Although, um, you know, I do this podcast is specifically um, about uh, Hebrew life for Hebrews, um, even those who don't even know they're Hebrews. But um, that's what this podcast is about. If you read the description Um, and also about the everything that surrounds us, whether it's politics, sports um, and world events and how those all those things come together and impact um, the global Hebrew community. Um, And this is one of those things that has a huge impact on our community because this is something that's global. The coronavirus is something that's global, is something that's making an impact not only in China, where 
Um, we had Agent Zero in the first outbreak, um, but now we have Italy. Um, a whole country has shut itself down. Um, as of this podcast, the president of the United States has suspended all travel to and from Europe into the United States of America. Um, we also have um, our universities, uh, the first one being Harvard University, uh, to close its campus. Um, we have um, some of our most prestigious businesses, Google and Amazon, um, sending a memo to its uh, workers, to its employees to work from home. Don't come in. Um, work remotely from home. Um, then we have different governors. I believe the first to be uh, the governor of Ohio uh, to make it law that there will not be a gathering, I believe, of more than 200 or so people anywhere. Um, so that means in the state of Ohio, there be no no concerts, no sporting events. Um, people are staying away. Um, people are, are keeping their kids in at school um, and all those uh, different things. And um, I, uh, my first clue that it was maybe something big or something important was when our president um, at this time, Donald J. Trump, said that it was a hoax created by the Democratic Party to stop him from to stop him, excuse me, from getting reelected. Now, anytime Donald Trump says something is a hoax, um, most of the time it's probably something real. And that's when we should probably pay attention to it. All right. <laughs> so when he's juggling something over here and saying, hey, you know, um, look at me over here making all these crazy statements. That's not when you need to pay attention to Donald Trump. But when he says something is a hoax, um, you probably need probably need to pay attention to that. Uh, like he said um, that his the, the meddling of Russia was a hoax. And we know that's not true. It's real. Um, now he's saying coronavirus is a hoax. And now we understand the seriousness of that. Um, as well as the NCAA. So we're in the month of March as of time of this uh, podcast is being recorded. Um, and if you follow sports and even if you don't follow sports, you've probably heard of March Madness. March Madness is where the NCAA gets all of their money. So they literally take they, they parcel um, these United States of America off into four regions um, and they play all of their college games within those four regions, 68 teams battling for a championship. And they all come down. And um, I don't know where the, the final championship game would be this year, um, but but it's it, it the last, I believe, eight games are played in one arena. And that brings the, um, the NCAA, a billion dollar company. That's the cream of their crop. That's where most of their money comes from. And they, as of yesterday, have suspended all fan interaction in those games, meaning that the games will still be played. They will probably be on TV, but the only people that will be in a crowd is team personnel and probably close family members um, and the media. And that's it. No fans. So they're not making any money out of this off of this. And then um, some NBA teams uh, decided that they would have no fans at their games. The first being. Um, the Golden State Warriors. Now, the Golden State Warriors are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Um, they're not having a great season right now, but they're still a hot ticket. Um, and they make, um, and it came out today um, on uh, 92.9 ESPN here in Memphis, Tennessee, that they make $3.8 million every game. 
And that's probably not just them, but that's probably just about around where every NBA team um, is sitting at unless you're just God awful horrible. And you're probably still making up to, you know, one point one point five to two million dollars a game. And when they decided that they did not want any fans in their stands, I knew something was serious. And then as um, I'm watching Netflix, I'm watching on my block on Netflix and um, I get a text message from from one of my brothers at my congregation saying that the NBA has canceled the season. The remainder of the season is about 25, 30 games left, uh, not including the playoff games um, that are to come. Uh, the NBA has decided to suspend their season because one of the players, um, Rudy Gobert, has contracted the coronavirus. So then I said, oh, man, let me pause here for a second because this thing has become serious. Um, and why is it serious? Because whenever someone is willing to give up their God and we know this country sports is God, um, money is God and they're willing to give up both of those things. And this must really, really be serious. Now, don't don't hear me say that if you watch sports or have a favorite sports team, that that's idolatry. Um, it can be depending on how you interact with that team. Um, but for the most part, man, if you just you just watching sports and you grew up watching something and, um, you know, that's your sports team. Let that be your sports team. I know people get, you know, get kind of in these extremes when it comes to sports. But anywho, this podcast ain't about sports. So. When I realized that the NBA was willing to suspend its the remainder of the season indefinitely until further notice, I knew something was up. Something was serious about this. You don't just give up that much money um, and you don't deprive your fans, your money makers from um, from going. So even when they made the announcements, I had to I had to switch over to ESPN because there was, you know, the um, the Pelicans and the. And the Sacramento Kings were playing. So this, that's Zion Williams, Lonzo Ball. Um, uh, there's, there's another cat on um, on Sacramento. His name is escaping me right now. Um, but that's a hot ticket. That's a hot ticket. And the game was about to go on. I said, man, they ain't about to play this game. Why would they play this game? They just announced that, the, you know, the NBA is about to suspend its season. And lo and behold, they, they make announcement over the intercom that this game is being postponed and you hear all the boos in the crowd. But I, I don't under, I, I think the people didn't understand the severity of what was really going on. Right. Um, so an NBA player had con- contracted coronavirus. And what we what, this is what we know about Corona, um, that it could lay dormant for 14 days. But in its dormancy, it is still highly contagious. So while he's on the basketball court rubbing sweat talking spitting saliva going everywhere in and out people's mouths and eyes if you play sports that's just, that's just what happens especially if you're um, in a sport like basketball where you're in close proximity to some people right um, he's been traveling all over the place playing this team that team and then that team played this team and then this team played that team and that's how easy it can spread so the NBA um, in trying to keep their players and their fans safe uh, decided to cancel the rest of the season and then quarantine um, some of those teams as well so let's get into it the Hebrew community how should we I don't want to say react because we shouldn't be reacting to anything because we have the blueprint um, we have the cheat codes right right in front of us the holy scriptures which tell us what things are to come how um, how they're going to come not necessarily when they're going to come but exactly what we should be doing while all this stuff is happening 
Um, first of all, we need to be praying. We need to be fasting. Uh, we need to be keeping the commandments. We need to be looking after our brothers and sisters, um, blood brothers and sisters, as well as those who are in the truth. Um, looking after our elderly and our congregations as well. And not jumping to these huge extremes, right? Um, we are the people that the Most High gave his wisdom and understanding to. Um, so we should be the, the people with the most, uh, the cool and calm collective hands with a plan. We ought to be the people with the plan. If nobody else, excuse me, if nobody else on this earth has a plan, we should be the people with the plan. Now, will this thing pass? Absolutely. Um, just, I believe, I just believe just like, um, and I could be wrong. Uh, we could be, I can go back and listen to this podcast two, three, four, five years from now and realize how wrong I was. Um, and the coronavirus could have been the epicenter of something bigger. We don't know. Uh, but what I will say is just like, um, um, when I was a kid, it was, it was, what was it? The, the bird flu and it, it passed, um, H1N1, something that's most recent, it passed. Um, these these Ebola outbreaks, and they pass. Um, and I'm not trying to make light or um, this situation any small or, or pretend like it's not serious because it is. But what I will say is that just like everything else, this too shall pass. Um, but I don't believe that we should be sitting on either extreme. So what are the extremes that are out there? So you have some people I was going through Instagram, not going to name no names, but they're saying that um, they're not going to cancel their upcoming concerts or upcoming events because they believe that this coronavirus is something that's uh, orchestrated by the Illuminati. And as long as we just need to be keeping the commandments and as long as you got melanin in your skin, then you're going to be all right. Well, uh, Chinese folks got melanin. They got a little tint to their skin. A lot of them are dead. Um, they didn't make it. So melanin's not going to save you. Um, a lot of people believe this is a hoax. That's, that's one extreme. It's a hoax that the Illuminati, uh, the Freemasons, um, whatever other secret society you want to believe in has created this thing. And it's just all this, this distraction that's, that's creating chaos and it's not real. Well, Go tell the families who've lost that this virus ain't real. Uh, go tell those who are in quarantine that this virus ain't real. Go tell those who uh, these 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 stadiums have shut down and now they don't know where they're going to work at because this is their hourly job. Their wages are affected. They can't pay bills. They can't adequately put food in somebody else's mouth, roof over people's heads that were depending on that check. Tell them that this ain't real. Um, this is very real. And then we have the other extremes. One extreme is like, I ah, don't worry about it. this is stupid. Just another flu. Um, and it, it is a, a it is a strand of the flu. But the problem is the mortality rate of this thing is is more than the flu as far as percentage wise goes. So there's less people infected, but more people dying um, with the with the coronavirus, which means the number of coronavirus is less than the flu. But the, the number of people who are who have died is is higher in percentage wise, not number wise, but percentage wise, if you understand percentages. But anyway, so that's one extreme. Don't worry about it. You know, this ain't nothing. This is a distraction. It's fake. It ain't real. I, I'm telling you, it's very real. Uh, then the other extreme is, man, y'all need to get y'all go bags together. 
pack y'all bags, uh, get y'all toilet paper, um, get everything and, you know, flee to the mountains and, you know, it's the end of the world. Just as real as this thing is, it's also not the end of the world. Um, so I'm not going to tell you not to be worried about it because I don't know uh, where you're where in the United States you're listening to this at. I don't I don't know where in the world you're listening to this at because I realize that Jacob C podcast is a global podcast. But I will say um, that this is very real, but you should not be on a disaster level panic. And this is why. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 10. And and then after I get through these scriptures, I'm going to give you some real numbers, because I think that's um, what nobody is doing at the moment. No one is giving us real numbers on what's going on. Uh, they want to talk about how many people are infected. They want to talk about how many people have died. But no one is talking about all the people who have recovered um, from this deadly virus. And I think that's one of the most important things. I don't 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 just tell me everybody who's infected and died. I want to know how many people has recovered so I can be prepared to know that if my child gets it, if my wife gets it, if I get it, um, if my parent gets it, you know, should I should I be making funeral arrangements or should I expect a, a, a swift recovery? Right. I think we deserve that information. But Jeremiah chapter 10, verse one says, hear ye the word which the Lord spoke unto you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. Um, the way of the heathen is always these 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 pendulum shifts to the extremes of everything. Right. And watch this now and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them. Listen, we know that all kind of different diseases are coming. Earthquakes are here. Wildfires are here. Hurricanes are here. Tornadoes are here and we know some of the plagues of Egypt have returned. Um, just Google it. All the, 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 the locust plagues and um, the, um, the, the cattle and the pigs dropping dead and uh, rivers turning into blood and all this other different things that's going on around the world that's, that's not advertised and not talked about on your local news a lot, but it's happening. Just Google it. It's there. I promise you it's happening. But we not to we are not to be dismayed at these things, which means our, our hearts should not sink. We should not be living in fear, nor, as I always say, nor should we be making decisions based on fear. We should always make decisions based on faith because it's decisions that are based on faith that allow us to use the wisdom and the knowledge that was given to the seed of Jacob and able to create a plan to make sure that we're OK. Because the Bible promises that even in these pandemics, now, will some of this stuff touch us? I don't know. Will some of us be affected? Probably. Will some of us die? I do. I can't I can't say for certain. Uh, but what I do know. What I do know is that we shouldn't be panicking about it. We shouldn't treat it like it ain't nothing, nor should we be panicking. We should be wise and we should operate in the faith that, that the almighty Elohim, Yahuwah, has given us right that's in jeremiah 10 now let's turn over to i believe i always get them mixed up but i believe it's matthew 24 matthew 24 all right yep it's matthew 24 starting at verse one starting at verse one and it reads and yeshua went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple and yeshua said unto them 
See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Yeshua answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. <laughs> For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Hamashiach, or the Christ, and shall deceive many. And he and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled. See, there it goes again. Do not be troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For the nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. And all these things are the beginnings of sorrows. This ain't the end, family. This is just the beginning of sorrows. He continues to say, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all the nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound and the love for many shall wax cold. But he that shall endureth unto the end the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. See, family, there's a lot of things that have to happen before the end gets here. So Yeshua is saying that the sorrows of the, the, the physical earthly sorrows that we're seeing. So the, so the earthquakes, tornadoes, wildfires, the wars, rumors of wars, nations rising against nations, these strange diseases. These are not nothing but the beginning of sorrows, right? The beginning of sorrows, not the end, the beginning of sorrows. So I want to encourage you guys there. So this is not the end. But this is just the beginning of sorrows. Things will get a whole lot worse before he comes back because his people are going to be in real bad shape. You think we're in bad shape now? Wait until these nations find out who we are. Then they rise up against us. It's no longer going to be nation against nation. We read the book of Revelation. We read second Edris. It's not going to be nation against nation. It's going to be all nations against the Yahudim, against the followers of Yahshua. And those who also uh, hold tight to his father's commands. All right. So th this ain't nothing yet. So don't again. So don't flow in one of those extremes. Ah, this, this coronavirus ain't nothing. Forget about it. Or, hey, man, this coronavirus is everything. It's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. But you do need to be cautious. All right. You do need to um, walk in wisdom and some understanding. Let's get some understanding. Um, because they, they want to keep scaring us with all these cases and then the deaths, but they don't talk about the recoveries. All right. So globally, globally, this is as of, I believe, March 11th. This is as of March 11th. Um, today is March the 12th as I'm, I'm recording this. So this is as of March 11th. The pending cases globally is 53,243. 
the death toll so far globally is 4,624. But the people who have recovered from it is 68,237. 54% of all of that, put all those numbers together, have recovered from the virus. More, There's more people that's recovered than the people of the pending cases and the deaths put together. So pending cases means um, someone's being tested for it, right? And if we go, if I go down and I'll put the link to this as well in the um, in the description. But if, if I go down to this, it says mainland China, the total cases is eight thousand eighty thousand seven hundred ninety three total deaths, three thousand one hundred sixty nine. And then the overseas total mean everything outside of mainland China. The cases are forty five thousand three hundred eleven and the deaths are one thousand four hundred fifty five. So that's where you get that global total death toll of 4,624. Um, and the total cases, totality of cases so far, um, pending and confirmed, are 1,026. 1, I'm sorry. Um, 126,104. 126,104 um, cases. Uh, that's the pending and confirmed put together um, outside of China. Uh, the biggest country uh, um, that has the biggest that coronavirus had the big, biggest impact on. Um, sorry. I'm, again, y'all y'all know how I get. I ain't got my bottle of water next to me. and My lips are sticking together, but we're going to get through this. Um, anyhow, the, the country that has had the biggest that coronavirus has had the biggest impact in is Italy with twelve thousand four hundred sixty two uh, confirmed cases and 827 deaths. Um, the next country outside of um, China that has the biggest that has had that it has had the biggest impact on is Iran with 9,000 cases, and 354 deaths. After that is South Korea with 7,755 cases and 61 deaths. Then France with 2,281 cases, 48 deaths. Spain with 2,277 cases and 55 deaths. Germany with 1,966 cases, three deaths. Japan, 1,335 cases, 17 deaths. And the United States of America, 1,281 cases and 38 deaths. So as quickly as this thing has come into the United States, 38 people have died already. Globally, 4,624 have died. But remember now. Out of all the death, 68,237 people have recovered from the coronavirus. So this is what I would say. Once again, stay off of the extremes. Get your information not from email blogs and all this other stuff and from these conspiracy theorists and these so-called prophets. Get your information, obviously, from the people who are in the know. So the WHO your government. And yes, yes, yes. I know that a lot of times that information um, can be muddled with lies and misdirection. Um, but also look at the numbers. Look at the numbers, um, the numbers they're telling you, then the numbers they are not telling you, because that's that's the first thing I was wondering that I wanted to know about. OK, we're talking about the, the cases and we're talking about the deaths. 
but obviously everybody who's had it did not die. Some people had to have recovered. Um, so that's what I was looking for to put myself at ease. Also, remember, listen, if you don't have to go to a large place, with a large group of people don't go. Um, you might not go to that that Friday night football game, that basketball game, baseball, whatever's going on in your town, your city. Um, you might not want to go to the movies. Um, if you go to the store, if you need to, if you just grow, going for a bag of Doritos, don't do it. You got something at home and you're refrigerated to eat. Stay at home and eat. Um, if you're not comfortable with taking your child to school, don't take them to school. You take whatever precaution that you believe that you need to take to keep you and your family safe. Also, don't forget that we are not to be dismayed at the things of this world. So don't let your heart drop. Do not live in fear. Pray fast. Continue to follow the commandments and get around your brothers and sisters in the community. Um, and that's in the truth, your other Hebrew brothers and sisters, so that you guys can encourage one another, pray for one another, build one another up in these times that that we are that sometimes we are scared and we are afraid. And it's OK to, to admit that. Um, but we're not we're not to stay there. We're not to live in that fear. We are to seek out our brothers and sisters um, who also know the truth so that they can encourage us and lift us up and we can do the same for them. Um, and that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, also make sure, listen, if, if somebody's coughing around you, make sure they cover their mouth. If not, you need, maybe you need to put a face mask on, um, wash your hands wherever you go. Nice and good. Lather up for at least 20 seconds. They're telling us, um, what I do, I know when I drop my, when I drop my kids off at school, they wash their hands. When I pick them up, they're washing their hands. I'm putting sanitizer on their hands. I'm putting sanitizer on my, I have a little bottle of sanitizer in my car, not cause coronavirus. I just, I'm just, I always have it. Um, and I've always had a habit of when I leave places because you're, you know, you're touching handles and touching doors and shaking people's hand. You don't know what these folks, some of these folks just playing out nasty, whether it's coronavirus or not. So I've always just kept a, um, a little bottle of, of hand sanitizer in my car that I use every time I get in my car. So if that's something you might need to do. You can always go to your local Walgreens or CVS or Walmart or whatever. And they have the little um, travel size deals um, there at the stores. Listen, um, again, y'all just be encouraged, be encouraged, use your brain. Um, yeah. And if I, if I ain't said it enough in this podcast, if you don't get nothing else out of this episode. The coronavirus is real, but do not live in fear. Do not jump to either extreme. Please don't do that. Um, the Most High has given us wisdom and he's given us understanding. Yet let's, let's use that. Let's use that to our advantage. Um, as always, family, I love y'all. Um, live, uh, Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, 
and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at Jacob Seed 12 or the host page at Yahoo 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. If you don't have a social media account, that's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash Jacob C12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.